0: I'm Eric Chemi, and this is Politely Pushy. Excited for today's show? Today, we've got the CEO and founder of Hotel Engine. His name is Eli Wallen. This is a super interesting company because it's that middle ground, right? These big, giant companies, they've got the travel management systems for all their corporate travel, which, you know, the last couple of years, hasn't been a lot of it, but that's starting to come back. And the small, tiny companies, it's a lot of DIY, these medium-sized companies. It's, hey, book it on your own card. Book it like you're a normal consumer and we'll deal with it later. That's not the way a growing company should operate. So that's the the space that for small and medium sized companies, that Hotel Engine is finding that gap, helping them do their travel, all their transportation and their lodging. This a so lodging performance network, I think is the phrase that they use. So I'm excited to bring on Eli Wallen on the show today. And Eli, tell me exactly how did you get this idea? Were you traveling all the time for work? Like why, why hotel engine?
1: Yeah, great question. I started uh, Hotel Engine from just demand. I, I have another company called Traveler's Haven that I started early in my career, you know, 14 years ago or so. And that company did corporate housing for primarily the traveling uh, healthcare space, so traveling nurses and traveling docs. And we did corporate housing all over the US. Uh, well, those customers said, Can you book hotels for us as well? And uh, for a while, I, I I didn't understand the value that we could create, right? I said, do it yourself, right? You go to hotels.com or you go to Priceline or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, they were pretty persistent. And and once we started to to uh, lean in there, we realized that there was real opportunity to create, to add value for these customers. And so uh, we started a manual team at first, just booking hotels. Uh, and then we said, hey, there's got to be a better way. And so we started to invest in technology, some R&D. And, uh, we created uh, Hotel Engine.
0: It, it's a weird thing. You got dragged into it by your customers. It's not like you had this idea said, I'm going to solve this problem. Like they were telling you the problem. said, we want you to solve it. And you're like, I, I, don't, I don't have a solution right now.
1: Yeah, I did not wake up one day and say I want to compete with Priceline and Booking and Expedia. No.
0: <laughs> so how would you describe the need in the marketplace? Is, did my summary match up? Is that medium-sized company? You said traveling nurses, traveling doctors. What would your summary be of where is this need? It's,
1: it's tough uh, to to say any one thing there because we do, we work with very, very large customers and, you know, down to small, medium size. I think the best way for us to frame it up is unmanaged lodging. Companies that have unmanaged programs um, is, is really, I think, where we find our, our sweet spot and where we can create the most value. So size of company really depends. You know, there's no real direct correlation of revenue or number of employees to travel uh, with a lot of the companies we work with. You might have 100,000 employees and spend X in lodging, and then you have you know, maybe 100 employees and they spend you know, a pretty significant amount as well in lodging. So it's a bit all over the place for us, uh, but unmanaged is really the key that we look for.
0: Unmanaged is the key. So then what do you tell customers when you're going on a sales pitch, you're going the presentation, what do you say to them? To say, okay, sign up for us. Is it just stop being unmanaged? I'm sure they've got reasons for why they do that. But what's what's your pitch to them?
1: Yeah, you know, I think the way that we look at it is, it's not about stop being unmanaged. It's continue doing what you're doing and what you're used to, uh, but allow us to help you make better decisions, more informed decisions. Um, you know, with some data, uh, allow us to help with reconciliation and fraud. Uh, with some of the tools that we have that that help prevent those things uh, or just streamline reconciliations and prevent fraud so uh, for us i think it's really about um, you know finding some of those pain points of just completely going it uh, alone as you will Um, and uh, but really we're not trying to change or disrupt someone's workflow that they're accustomed to and frankly is a you know pretty easy process
0: talk about your investment right now are you series a b c and what's your pitch to investors on why they should give you money and how you're going to return it back to them yeah it's a good question
1: um you know we um we we were bootstrapped until two years ago two and a half years ago uh my other company helped get hotel engine off the ground for the early days and then we invest, uh, we, we took some money. Um, but we're very, very capital efficient. Uh, we're not one and I'm not, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus here, but we're not a company that's out burning tens of millions of dollars every year. Um, we're, we're efficient. Uh, we're pretty tight, uh, with, with spend and, um, you know, frankly, it's working for us. So what I would say to investors, you know, um, we're not looking for money right now we don't need it uh but you know when that time comes which i'm sure it will um you know let's talk but uh you know we're we're not uh pursuing it aggressively right now
0: so right now you need more customers than you need investors it sounds like
1: you know it's talent more than anything i would say really
0: recruiting talent
1: talent yeah i mean that's where it's at right that's where our growth goes we have to hire ahead. Uh, growth is there. It's it's very aggressive, uh, and so are our hiring plans. And in this economy, in this market, uh, everyone knows it's a it's a it's a tight tight labor market, and we're, um everyone is competing for top talent, and you know we're no exception. We have a lot of great organic inbounds, but uh, we do need to, you know find find those people that are really enter- energized by our DNA by our culture.
0: Who do you lose out to? If you can't get someone to work for you, where do they go instead? Like who's your competition for talent?
1: Yeah, geez. You know, the, the nice thing is we're hiring all over the US now. So we're not, we, we, you know, it's not a market by market anymore. If we don't get them, then, you know, X tech company in Denver gets them. Uh, we have a 92% offer to accept rate, which which we're proud of. And so uh, we, we, win, we win the battle a lot. Um, but I would say it's, it's still real. There's some great companies out there and uh, I don't know if there'd be one or two that I could list. Um, it really is, you know, the people that, that are energized by growth and kind of hustle and want to want to be a part of something, you know, make an impact. Uh, I think we have a pretty good shot of winning those candidates most of the time.
0: Right. Right. And then how many employees do you have right now?
1: Just over 400.
0: Oh, that's, that's pretty big then. I mean, for, for a growing company, you've gotten a lot. Is that, Let's say the last year or two, you've gotten most of those people?
1: Yeah, last year, this time, we had 130. So wow. It's grown quite a bit.
0: And so it's gone to this point now where you don't even know everyone coming in the door, right? Before, I imagine you were involved in every single hire, and at some point, you have to let that go. It's like, I don't know who these people are anymore. There's a new person every day.
1: That's right. Unfortunately, that's the case, especially in this remote <laughs> world, too. You know, I mean, before I would maybe see you coming by, and now we have people all over the place, and, and unfortunately, I don't have the have the ability to, to meet everybody
0: so the people like how much of this is about scaling through people versus scaling through through AI software tech? like how does this work because if it's a marketplace right it's a, we got customers they're using the system they can book their travel they can book their hotel in these places why do you need so many more people if it should just be what well, we really need are more customers and we need more more places for them to yeah. book It's a big
1: problem to solve. Um, you know, so when you think about product engineering data, you know, we're, we're spending a lot of time understanding the problems and the client needs and building solutions for them. When you get outside of that, just the scale around, uh, the growth, you know, you have to support it. You, you know, we don't want 30 minute hold times, right? We don't want 10 minute hold times. Uh, and so, you know, you have to hire ahead again and you've got to bring in great talent, get them up to speed for. Uh, the growth that we're experiencing in the platform so from our our member support team uh to preventative teams data sales obviously is a large large group uh we got to get the word out there um and and then you need all the back office to help support and catch catch the demand that's happening
0: you mentioned a good point you don't want people on hold for 30 minutes 10 minutes even so are you hiring let's say you went from 130 to 400 of that 270, is it mostly, you know, customer support? Is it mostly technology? Is it mostly sales? Like, how do you proportion that out?
1: Yeah, engineering, uh, sales, and support are three largest largest departments. Um, one is not much bigger than the other. I think they um, actually, I think engineering might be our largest largest department these days, um, and then it would probably be sales, and then it'd be support. Um, yeah
0: how do you get your message out there right like you want the media to understand what you're doing you want to get in certain verticals, certain press like you've we've talked about the traveling medical staff we've talked about traveling construction workers right if you got to go build something you need to get a team there and make something happen so what's your challenge right now in terms of getting people to understand the story and talk about hotel engine
1: oh that's a good question um yeah i think our biggest challenge is is just awareness, right? There's a lot of new, great companies that pop up all the time and uh, you're competing for uh, just the airtime, the space of, of someone's attention, which, you know, these days people are bombarded by so many things, services, products, this and that. It's hard to really be able to sift through what's real and what's not and what's worth your time, right? Because people, I mean, people are busy these days. So what I would say, I mean, that's, that's the biggest challenge is building trust in, a, in an easy, lightweight way Um, And frankly, we have a a new brand and there's a lot of travel uh, companies out there. And so we're up against, I think, probably just the noise of the overall market and industry size and trying to carve ourselves out um, and, and communicate our clear value propositions.
0: I was going to say you know a normal person might ask "Well, what was it like the last couple of years nobody was traveling nobody was going anywhere but you're in this interesting niche where people have to travel they can't do their job from home right nurses have to be at a certain spot doctors have to be in a certain spot where there were there points over the last couple of years where you thought oh my gosh we're we're going to go out of business here or is there actually this confidence of we picked the right thing to focus on because this can never be automated this can never go to zoom
1: yeah we um you know, I'd say we're we're a scrappy team, and we found opportunity through COVID. Uh, we were fortunate to be able to pivot. Uh, we were fortunate enough to to have a team that was able to be agile uh, as we went through COVID because there there was quite a few, um, you know, scary times when COVID first came in. Yeah, we were we were all going, "What the heck is going to happen?" Um, but yeah, we work with essential workforce uh, all over the U S and I think that that helped carry us through. And now we're, you know, a much broader base and, and as the company's grown, it's supported, uh, uh, this growth and we've diversified our, our stream, our revenue model. Um, so it's, we're, we're more insulated.
0: So what do you mean by that? You've diversified your revenue model. What are the other places to make money?
1: Yeah. So we have, we have a handful of, um, uh, features, right? That, uh, premium features internally that help our customers. And we're starting to, move into working more directly with our hotel partners um, and giving them data and insights and analytics into how they can perform and run their businesses better. Uh, And so as we continue to do that, we're starting to find new ways to create value with, with the data that we see and that we collect every day.
0: That's like every company, right? Every company is becoming a data company. Or we've got a product, but we're really just trying to get this data and we can make money off the data. What are some, what are some insights that you're seeing? What's an example of interesting data that, that your hotel partners are like, oh, I, I didn't know that?
1: Well, I mean, this one might seem super obvious, but uh, refundability, just the refundability of, of rates and, or, and non-refundable rates and the, the, you know, the uptick uh, by a hotel offering a refundable room versus non, uh, I know the hotels don't want to give up a, a you know, a reservation when something changes, but um, the propensity for someone to buy and click on a, a refundable room is significantly higher than the non. And I know that seems very, very, you know, basic, uh, you know, um, it's a basic concept, but I think when you really see the work behind the scenes of how much shift and how much demand goes to one area versus the other, from where we sit, it's quite interesting. And so that's ways that we can help our hotel partners be more, you know, run a better
0: business. What are, what are some things that companies can do, I think about not, not the hotels, but the actual customer companies, right? The, the traveling staff, what, what are those companies able to do to save money, right? Because this the hotel pricing to me, it feels like airline pricing, it's a mystery. Everyone's got a different price for the same hotel. We see all the ads from the consumer point of view, but but what is it really that, cost, that corporate customers can do to actually get a discount here?
1: Yeah, you know, we find a lot is, is wasted nights. Um, hotels, or I'm sorry, companies book more nights than they need a lot, very often. And so the timing of the booking has a big impact on price. Uh, how many days before the stay, uh, as well as, you know, unused nights, there's so many out there and we have tools that can help uh, let, um, the 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 agents the coordinators that are booking a lot of the travel they don't do this or don't do that or did you know that you continue to do this so we can look at it and and start to give suggestions on better booking behavior and how to save their companies real money
0: what are what are the big differences Individual travel versus corporate travel. Because my imagination, when you're talking to, let's say, investors or other people that are not in the corporate travel world, they only have the experience of their individual travel. Right? Oh, I went to the, the aggregator sites and I found a price and I did that. What do they just don't understand about how different corporate travel is?
1: You know, the fact is, Eric, I haven't spent enough time on the leisure side to really know. <laughs> other <than my> own <laughs> Your own
0: business. Your own business. Yeah.
1: You know, um, I could tell you that, it, you know, it is different. You know, our business in particular, we have uh, a lot of the, the days to stay again. You know, people are booking same day because their, their business is on, a, you know, on demand like that. Uh, so we have a lot of, uh same day bookings a day or two out and i'm sure that looks quite a bit different than than most leisure travel um but but you know i don't i don't have a lot of data on the leisure side to give a good comparison
0: is it the kind of thing that you guys would ever think about expanding into in the future is it just such a different world that they almost don't overlap is it sort of like other than the fact that there's a hotel is there even really no no similarity
1: uh, um, I think that there's a high likelihood that we start to do something um, uh, with with consumers in the future. Um, when that is, I can tell you we don't have immediate plans to do that, but you know you're building you know, we've got great relationships on the hotel side. We've got a you know, an incredible product and engineering team, and I think that you know, we'll continue to find ways to create value uh, for consumers, um, albeit, you know however different that looks from the consumer side. Um, it's not a near term thing, but it's I'm sure something we will do in the future.
0: You mentioned refundability. Obviously, customers like that, right? There's a little more goodwill. There's just more flexibility. Like I can trust this hotel to do what I need to do. That seemed to be a big deal during COVID, right? It came up. It seems to be sticking around. How much are you seeing now that travel's picking up? The pandemic is basically over whether whether the virus is still there or not. People are over. How many of these things are going to stay? Right? How many of the COVID things are going to stay versus they're all in a rush to go back to what it was two years ago? No refunds, no this, no that, we're going back to big bad hotel business.
1: Uh, if I knew that answer, I'd, I'd, I'd be in a, I don't know if I'd be in a different spot, <laughs> but I'd, I'd, I'd be more informed on, you know. Um, you know, I, I think the hotels are learning a lot right now, right, I think they're, they're understanding the new buying behavior and what customers want, and I think we'll see those innovations uh, happened probably more rapidly, right? I think COVID for a lot of industries, even outside of travel, was a wake up call of how to do business maybe differently. And I think the way that hotels operate and work with guests um, is going to evolve. And I think what's going to happen is probably this just accelerated things quite a bit on wherever this takes us.
0: Your company's grown a lot. Most of the people are not in Colorado where you are. How do you manage that staff? How do you run a company? Is there the idea I I can see an office behind you? It looks like a nice industrial loft over there. How do you think about your own workforce and and where they're going to be located and how do you get the best out of them?
1: Yeah, I know this isn't the most popular answer, but I absolutely love people coming together and being in the office. my own team, if anybody watches this, is going to cringe because they're <laughs> going to be worried that we're going to make some major changes. Um, but listen, you got to you got to listen to the people. You got to listen to your team, and you got to you got to be agile and serve them, just like we're trying to serve our, our customers in a great way every day. So, uh, people are starting to come back to the office fully organic, right? There's we don't have any mandates, um, and frankly, I think on this past Wednesday, we were overbooked. Um, and and so it's um it's a great sign I think the thing that a lot of people miss is is you know seeing these groups come together uh you know in person and the collaboration and the laughter and the high fives right you can't really schedule that in a zoom meeting right you can't say hey how about just 30 minutes and we're going to talk about what we did with a group of people I mean you can it's just it's it's it doesn't work like that and you know we're not seeing that so uh, I love when the office is full and I can look back and see just people engaging and interacting in ways that I know that they wouldn't be on Zoom. Um, and so, frankly, I think it's a challenge for all business uh, executives to, you know, try to find the, the common ground, the middle ground that works for their business. Um, I would love to see more people come together more often, but I understand, you know, it's, uh, it's a personal choice and um, it's going to evolve. There's no doubt about that.
0: Well, it, I'm glad that you're saying you want people together because that is the whole point of your business, right? Like we, our business is for companies to get people where they need to go. So at least it makes sense that there's, there's a matching ethos there. Before we go, people that inspire you, who do you look up in the tech industry or the travel industry? Who do you look up to as, I want to steal some of their ideas. I'm going to read their books. I'm going to see what their business plans were. Who are those people, those executives that you're following?
1: Uh, uh, lately. Um, it'd be Frank Schlotman um, from Snowflake. Uh, he just recently wrote, wrote a book, uh, Amp it Up. Great book. Um, different style, right? You got you to gotta be into that. And a lot of it resonates with, with what he talks about and how his management style is. And he, clearly he's been extremely successful multiple times. He's had multiple great runs. So he would be um, near term top of mind for me um yeah it's just you know but i know it's not everyone's style right someone's going to read the book and go whoa okay you know it's uh but i think you know there's real accountability ownership the hustle though it pulls pulls dates forward buys for action right uh will to win some of these things that i think are are crucial in an extremely competitive market
0: and then finally where. Will you be happiest a year from now? What are your goals right? you have four hundred employees right now? Is there a certain number that you're looking at either for revenues, hotel partners customers investment value what's what's the one year from now thing that would make you happiest?
1: Yeah, so we don't give points for just headcount growth right so results have to have to you know follow um so we have targets of course we have forecasts of course, but I would say um know there's some big there's some big opportunities for us and i think you know us continuing or even accelerating growth from here would be a major accomplishment for this team uh getting the folks that we've hired recently and will hire over the next couple months um fully integrated in in the business and the culture and up to speed and thriving uh is a big one right if if those people are successful you know there's a high probability we will be too because there's so much riding on i think the success of all of these new hires, and making sure that our culture doesn't get screwed up um, by bringing in, you know, so many new people. So we got to be tight there. So I think it's it's going to be really important that we keep the culture.
0: Up. And what happens if some? What happens if somebody says to me, "Hey, I know I'm not a company, but I still want to get the better deals, the discounts. I want to be in their system. Can normal people sign up for this? Or that's just absolutely no, no. We have to see a business yeah. account.
1: Not today. You can't. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Um, and what, what, what makes it, what are you hiding? Like, what, what is the secret? What is the discount that you're getting? Why are, why are the hotels giving you a discount that they're not giving otherwise? What, what is that quid pro quo going on behind the scenes?
1: Yeah, you know, so we're building our services to support businesses that have uh, a certain profile, right? And it's usually a person that is booking on behalf of multiple people. And so uh, that's, the, that's the structure, um for us and and frankly uh we want to do a really really good job of that focus for us is extremely important and having um you know businesses we know the persona we know what struggles you have we know what challenges you go through uh we know what what your work looks like uh when when booking a hotel and so we can build more and more tools around that and i think that that's uh it's a big part of of why we want to keep it to business so we can We know who the booker is. We know who our clients are. And and so we can serve them as best as possible without diluting our focus.
0: Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Exclusive club until some point later, you open it up to the rest of the world. Reminds me of Facebook when it was just if you were in the specific colleges you could get in or Gmail was invite only. So the early days here. Eli, excited for what you're doing, where you're going to go. Appreciate the time today.
1: Thank you so much, Eric. Appreciate it. Take care.
0: Thank you to my guest and thanks for listening. Subscribe to get the latest episodes each week and we'll see you next time.